Welcome y'all to the Osage County, Oklahoma podcast. We promise to keep it entertaining and we guarantee the smiles are always free. I'm your host, Kelly Bland, and I can't wait for you to meet the guest we have today. Let's get started. Good evening, and I just want to thank you all for joining me. I'm Kelly Bland, and this is the Osage County Podcast, and I'm sitting in Shadler, Oklahoma at Mandy's, and it is a Saturday night, and I'm sitting here with some gentlemen, and one of them is Mr. John Payne, the one-armed bandit. Thank you for joining me today, John. Well, you can catch me every Saturday night at Mandy's Cafe in Shadler, Oklahoma. And we cook steaks on a pecan fire grill. The steaks have never been frozen, and we hand cut them when you come in, they're fresh. Oh, wow. That sounds really good. Well, I'm sitting here. You want to tell them who's sitting at the table with us tonight? Yeah, since you forgot. <laughs> it's uh, Demand. Demand. Okay, that is Demand. Now, do you want to talk to D-Man or do you want to talk to V-Man? <laughs> well, we're going to let your friends chime in here just okay, to keep it interesting. Jerry D-Man. Jerry D-Man? Yes, ma'am. All right, Jerry, you live in Shadler as well? I do. All right. He is not a, a local one here. He was, he was imported from Minnesota. Now, this voice you hear in the background is Clyde Coon, and he runs a... a uh, ammunition and gun store here in town. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Mine's Shoot and Shot. Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting. Is it downtown on the main yep, strip? Yeah, sure is. I'm going to have it's to swing by. It's on the main drag if you can find the main drag. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can find it. If not, we'll get our wandering truck driver down here that's leaving the leaving the group. Now, Jerry D-Man came in from up around St. Paul, Minnesota. Right. Let me get to the quick of the problem. Jerry came down here and visited me, and I just bought a house with nine acres out west of town. And Jerry said, I sure like this place. And I said, yeah, it's a pretty nice place. I didn't think he'd move from St. Paul down here. <laughs> and uh, you know what? This is just what I've been looking for. Not this you mean, you want to buy this place? He said, how much you here for? And I told him, he said, well, yeah, I want to buy it. And I said, well, <clears throat> here in a couple of days, they're going to put it in my name. So why don't you just come and write the check and be your place? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't do that. And I said, well, don't make me difference. I just bought it because I thought it was too cheap. So Jerry wrote the check and he bought it and he's been living here ever since. Yes, well, well, we're glad we to have you at the table tonight. <laughs> just before you come in, you're talking about a darn Yankee. Oh no. I don't know if I want to hear that one or not. <laughs> well, the difference between a Yankee and a darn Yankee? And darn Yankee don't know when to go back home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to redirect our conversation okay. and um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, what it is you do for a living. I'm not going to tell them. You tell them a little bit about it, but tell them a little bit about growing up here in Osage well, County. I'm here. Well, I was born right down here on Main Street, just uh, two blocks away. I was born there in 1953, and the doctor and my mom was so disappointed that I wasn't a girl. True story. That doc said, I ain't charging for this one. 
<laughs> I went on free. Is there a hospital down here on? Right down here, two blocks away. Yes, ma'am. 1953, and uh, I've erected my mausoleum on the exact same spot. So I'm going to be cremated, and I'm going to. My ashes are going to be dumped on top of this rock corner post right down here on Main Street. So I'm going to make a big full circle. I'm going to start here, I'm going to travel the world, and I'm going to finish here. Oh my goodness. It's already done. The writings are all on there. All they got to do is burn the rest of me up. So you got it planned out, don't you? Right. As far as traveling the world, uh, rodeo performing has kind of taken you all over the place, hadn't it? Taken me to the lower 48, and it's taken me to all the provinces in Canada, and then Mexico, and the Middle East. Oh wow! I was born right here on the ranch here in Oklahoma, and uh, went to school here in Shider for all 12 years. And I always rode my own horses and thought I was pretty good bumper. But when Shorty came into my life. He tested you, and he was exhausted and wore out, and I would be exhausted and wore out after he got two buckets and he got uh, 200 yards. So I put him in a draw at Palm City, Oklahoma, 101 Ranch Rodeo, and I just want to see some help right Well, John Beth, world champion from Burden, Kansas, brought him. And he asked me what I, if I knew anything about this horse called Shorty. And I said, yeah, I rode him on the ranch for three years. He just laughed and walked off. So I said, well, I had it. He'd buck it first thing in the morning, and, and he let him rest. He'd buck right after dinner. And he'd buck hard every day. And he was wrong. So uh, John mounted the horse and three jumps. John got his head stuck in about a foot of mud out there in the middle of the 101 Ranch Rodeo Arena. <laughs> he and, got bucked uh, off. He got bucked off hard. And uh, he came back by and I said, what do you think Shorty? He said, darn good horse. <laughs> but uh, I thought I was at the rodeo. saw contractor Walter Oswald come by and I knew him. I'd sold him some bucking bills. And uh, he had some of the bucking bills that were bucking off. So, he gathered the brewers down in Florida, a large ranch there. I mean, he went, I went over there for two different reasons. Walter walked by, and uh, I told him that act that he had was pretty bland. <laughs> of course, I used another word. So uh, he said, we can let you be there entertainment next year. And I said, I'll be here. And I had three guys around me all drinking beer. And uh, they all staring at me when I looked at them, they all staring at me and they said, what are you going to do? And I said, heck, I've got a year to work on it. I said, heck, I can come up with something. And uh, I said, heck, if I don't come up with something, I could probably run naked through the arena. That's exactly what I told them. And uh, a year later, I put on a show there in Pompa City. And uh, that was in 1987. I joined the PRCA in 88, and I've been traveling for 32 years. Been all over America, and uh, went to Mexico. I enjoyed Mexico. Ate some real good meat down there that I didn't know what was. And it was extraordinarily good. And I asked him to be out there. waiting on me. I said, Mino Savi, a key, you know, this meat, uh -huh. Mino uh -huh. Savi. She said, Caballo. 
Of course. Oh, was it good? Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Now, how did he hear about you? Or how did you get invited? Really? Internet. He didn't hear about me. Some of his people heard about me. And uh, they were real intrigued with the buffalo jumping on the crater because they'd never seen buffaloes in the Middle East. And they said that I'm the very first one to ever take buffaloes to the Middle East. How'd you get the buffaloes over there? Airplane. You flew buffalo? <laughs> I flew 18 head animals in the plane that I rode in. Yep. And uh, we couldn't load anything until after midnight and it's three o'clock before we got them all loaded and uh, these three buffalo were in this crate and I'm seeing these screws backing out and I'm thinking, you know, put a net on this thing? So I put a net on them, several wraps and I said, now stick it in the middle of the plane and put all kinds of boxes and things around it so they get out there and they don't run, run a horn to the side of their plane because I was with them. <laughs> it was the pilot were you in the same area where the animals were? That's like Noah's Ark. It was kind of hard to sleep. Eighteen animals aboard with us, and we loaded them up in Chicago. Was minus two, and when we landed in Muscatamon, it was eighty-five. Oh my! And I get there and they, they uh, I see my pins and I say, yeah, y'all built some nice pins, but you didn't put no gates in them. <laughs> they said, we'll add the gates later. And I said, okay, how are we going to get home? They just got a big crane, a big crate down, set them in there and let the animals out, and then they built the gates later. Oh, my gosh. It was a heck of an experience. We was there for three weeks. Well, that's an educational yeah. experience for them. We was uh, up against 14 countries and 37 other forms of entertainment. And we, I didn't know, they said we wanted to rehearse. Well, I didn't know they had meant we only had to rehearse for six days. So we rehearsed for six days, and at the end of six days of rehearsing, the uh, four-star brigadier general stood up and said, the American team, John Payne, the very best. He goes last. Oh my goodness! So it was a, you know, I, I uh, I've been on the act of the year many times in the lower 48 of Canada, but I've never been worldwide. So I went over there and got to that. And after six rehearsals, they paid quite well, and uh, they're asking me to go back uh, in 2020, December 2020. Are you going to go? Well, I don't know. I might take Jerry and Clyde with me. I'm not going to take no friends or no family. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a, it's a place you don't want to take women either. Now they want me to take Mandy. Now yeah. you, got, you might be rich, big on, You can't buy buy my little girl tickets. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. Now, I know the day that I met you at the car show and we rode around, I asked you this question then. But the things that you get your animals to do aren't something that most people could get their animals to do. So, what, what's your secret? How'd you, what, when was the first time you tried to put a buffalo on top of a trailer? And what even made you think of doing it? 
Well, the buffalo came after I learned how to put steers on top of the trailer and horses on top of the trailer. Now, I thought I got good enough to train buffalo, and they kicked them up about many, a many a month. And I'd go on the road, and I'd think of some, something else to do, and I'd come back. Right, sir, there's a thing. But the buffalo was right on the road when I bought them. Me and hooking animals. I mean, the buffalo is the meanest critter in North America. <laughs> It was, a, it was a handful. Uh, I'm buying some more buffalo right now and starting to train some more. And uh, I'm only 66, so I've, I've got another 20 or 30 years left in this show. And uh, then I got a daughter and a son and grandkids. Thanks for coming. Great food. Okay. Great food? Did you hear that microphone? Great food. Great food. There you go. Mandy's. Mandy's There you go. So uh, the buffalo was tough to train, and I gave up on them. Uh, I turned them loose give up on them. And they were bad. I mean, they were bad, and they were, they, they, I just couldn't do nothing with them. And I told my son, I said, hey, we ain't no Indians. I said, we're cowboys. Let's stick with horses and steers and dogs. I about the buffalo. Well, my uncle had a family tree on us and brought me a card and said, Congratulations, you're a full of Cherokee. Good morning. Yes, we are. <laughs> so we got the buffalo back in the train again. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't know I was part of until my uncle, you know, we, we work daylight and dark. My dad always told me, he said, if you work daylight and dark every day, you're bound to do something right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So he worked 80 years, and about two years before he died, he handed me and my brothers uh, 4,500 acres ranch paper. Yep. And uh, that's wow. that confidence. And he had no education other than just right here in high school, right here in Shotgun. But he worked seven days a week, daylight and dark, him and my mom both. And uh, he was so happy to get that thing paid for and put it in the trash for that Wow. Pretty good accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was many years, not many, I know of two years, that he bought cattle, and every one of them had died the day they came. Yeah. He wouldn't have lost as much money on it. So he had all these bad years, all these droughts. Right. So my dad was born right here, right out here on Beaver Creek. Okay. We're natives. Uh, my great grandpa walked from Raymondville, Missouri, afoot with a rifle and running a sack and cloth land rush and claimed 160 acres. And then moved from down there, up here where we where my dad ranch is now, in 1917. And uh, they came up in the Harvard wagon. And uh, they bought like a section of land up here. And, and we've been there, the pain that you know right now, we've been here since 1917. There have been several people come to Shotgun and interview me, like uh, uh, street stories. Dan Rather did a Really? Yeah, Dan Rather yeah. did a second one. And um, oh, there's, there are people following me around. I've, I've been on television networks. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. And um, you and I have talked about it before, but One Arm Bandit. How'd that come to be, and did you name yourself? One Arm Bandit. 
Come here, come here. Come here. Hey, look at me. Hey, you Vicky, do you remember how I got my name? And yes, I do. Well, I think you're removing some wire when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Vicky's been born and raised here. And, uh, Welcome to the table, Vicky. I just had to hurry. Come on, come on. Now, this is Vicki Lehman. I used to know her Vicki Wright. She was born and raised here. And I knew her mom and dad and all that stuff. Uh, uh, Thank you. Kelly's doing a little podcast deal for the Oakland Tourism. And Warner uh, and Band is kind of a catchy name. It makes me a lot of money. Nobody forgets Warner and Band. Even the two year olds can get one arm and arm it he has he has little kids that come in here and just want to be by. Do you know who can we first call me one arm bandit? Do you know who did that? No, I didn't really don't know who the first Hugh Jones. Hugh Jones called me one arm bandit. And the first time I didn't like him. And I kicked his leg out from under and grabbed my foot and threw him on the ground. I said, when I want to be called one arm bandit, I'll let you know. But right now I'm John Banks. Well, people drive by the drive by going 30 mile an hour. One arm bandit. <laughs> one arm bandit. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm one arm bandit. Then. Who cares? So where'd it come from? Um, Hugh Jones. He's the first one to call me that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I brought a bar out here and called it the One Arm Bandit. And then when we started rodeo, One Arm Bandit and Company. That's a man that my son, Lynn. Uh-huh. Lynn started having me when he was 11. And uh, he put in many, many years. He did go to the holder like myself. And Mandy, who uh, gave her part soon. But we've been around a while. I'm so old, I'm starting to petrify. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, if you had all of it to do all over again, looking back. You've got great stories. I know there's more you could pull out and tell me tonight. But looking back, if you had it to do all over again, is there something you'd change about the journey? Uh, change about something, yeah. I would probably not grab that dead gun wire. I haven't <laughs> done that again. And that's what that's what cost you your arm, right? That's right. I grabbed hold of 7,200 volts. And uh, the story was that I was stealing copper wire. But, not that day. Not that day? <laughs> what were you doing? What, 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 what happened? Uh, but you happen to, to grab a hold of a live wire. Some other day. 
Did I steal some wire uh, before that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and did I steal any wire after that? No. Damn right, I had a $30,000 hospital bill somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But it wasn't hot. And, um, you know, just laying around like, you know, the, the, the bulldozers were going to bury the houses and the wire. And the people had moved out with the vacant houses. So all I was doing was living off the land. And this boy that called me, the one on bandit, he went to school with me and graduated with me. Okay. So he knew me. Vicki's a year younger. She graduated yeah. right here in China. Yeah. And I've known her forever. And, uh, so did, didn't you tell me in that that when you grabbed that live wire that you died? I was dead for five minutes. Yeah. I had to have mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah. Now I've got over the electrocution. I mean, I've got over that. I'm beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mouth to mouth resuscitation, I ain't got over yet. You would sue us if I know who that girl was. Well, I knew who the guy was. He knew who the guy was. He knew. I was dating his sister, and her was a big difference. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the reason he got a job. I was making a sister wanted to show off. He paid this guy three dollars an hour. He was working with you yeah, on the wire deal. Oh, working for you. Oh my gosh! And I paid him a whopping three dollars an hour. Well, yeah. I got killed, and he didn't get his check. So forty years later, he comes to shy and wants his money. <laughs> And you owe your life to. And, uh, well, yeah, exactly right. And we we stayed in contact a lot since yeah. then. And people call me lucky. Yeah. I call you blessed. Blessed. Well, yeah, I'm a little bit of a. He's got an angel on his shoulder. I was awful blessed to have a really good Oklahoma parent. And uh, the very best. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, tell me about how you feel about Osage County and your Osage heritage. County. Well, you know, all of my old people wanted to come to Osage County because of grass. Mm -hmm. See, we're old ranchers. Yep. And the best grassland in the world is Osage County. I agree. I come from Texas and I've never seen grass like what grows up here. Really? You know, all through yeah. radio, people from Montana or South Dakota or Georgia or whatever, yep. they, they yep. talk about the grass. And I show them pictures of, of me being wet from my waist down, me riding a horse to uh, Osage County Blue Stem when the dew was on. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah. Uh, you know, see you folks. Hey, thanks for coming in. But, uh, and, I, and I have seen fields that have been burned off two days later, green. That's because it rains up here, too. That's yeah. another nice well, thing. It, it, it's just like it only takes a few drops of rain and the grass just comes mm -hmm. right up to it. This blue stem we have up here in Osage County is the roots are eight foot below the surface of the earth. So it can be hot and deserty and it can burn off into the ground. 
get a little moisture on it, yeah. boom, right back. Right now. It doesn't yeah. have to be fertilized and doesn't have to be irrigated. It's there for the grazing. And that's why we're here. That's why the paintings are here. Because my forefathers heard about this grass. And that's how come David L. Payne traveling through here in the cavalry back in the late 1800s. He settled here because of here. He, he held us up in Kansas, but this was Indian territory. But uh, the big the grass, the big mm -hmm. grass. Mm -hmm. They can lay in the winter and uh, stay out of the weather. And uh, the grass. Well, and your place out there is like a grass factory, too. Okay, here's another question for you. This is a random question. Pickups. Dodge, Ford, or Chevy? <laughs> See, what I like is a straight six seven. Straight six. All your big semis are straight sixes. Yep. For a reason. So, Dodge has a straight six seven, so that's the reason I drive Dodge. Dodge used to uh, give me a new truck every two years to drive it. Well, okay, before we go, um, <laughs> give everybody listening a pitch for why they need to come eat at Mandy's and Shadler and, and uh, Well, we go to a lot of travel, uh, keeping the doors open, fresh food on the table. And uh, we just want our friends and family to come and eat. That's all we can do it. We don't do it to make money. We uh, do it because that's what we're going to do. And uh, if the cafe ain't making money, well, the rodeo is. And if the rodeo ain't making money, the cattle are selling good. So we're going to keep this restaurant open because this is the hanging spot here in Scheidner. And we serve darn good food. And on Saturday nights, we put ribeye steaks on pecan wood grill. It's never been frozen. And we cut them up when you get here. So it's fresh. And I've eaten steaks all over the United States and everywhere. And they're usually $50. There are only 25 tacks and all here. And uh, you get a salad, a baked potato, a drink, and good service. Good service. Good service. And uh, hell, we'll even shoot the breeze with you. Heck yeah. I walked I in the agree. door and it was full in here and I found you nothing. Do with me, John Payne. That's right. Yep. Yeah, well, thank you, John, for joining me. It's been good being at Mandy's and Shadler with y'all. Y'all come see us in Osage County. You'll never meet a stranger, just friends and neighbors, and that's the way we like it. And that's the smiles right. are always free. That's right. There we go. Well, that was a lot of fun, and I want to thank my special guest, Mr. John Payne, the one-armed bandit, well-known rodeo performer in the lower 48 and even in the Middle East. Until next time, I'm Kelly Bland, your Executive Director of Tourism for Osage County, Oklahoma. Check us out on the web at visittheosage.com or download our handy-dandy app for free from the App Store. Just type in Visit the Osage. Y'all come see us.